it was the start, right? It was like the beginning of that. Um, and I want to encourage everybody out there, you know, when you see these companies or these projects and they look amazing, remember that they started terrible. Everyone, right? I mean, everything that you think is great today started off terrible. Um, and that's the secret. Um, so we, we start off terrible, but we just, that's the best thing we could do. And, and we got better and better and better. Hello again, this is Marlon Avery, the host of the 100 Days of Code podcast. Welcome to season two. You have joined me along this journey with stories and life experiences from guest developers and myself. You may have noticed that the 100 Days of Code podcast name changed to Coding Life. Why? Well, I noticed each story was consistently producing a value that could be applied to coding and life. We couldn't be more excited to have you listening. On Coding Life, you will have a unique view on how developers manage their coding life journey. We couldn't be more excited. Stay tuned to this feed for more very, very soon. Hello, devs. Welcome back for another episode of the 100 Days of Code podcast. Guys, I have a special guest. Girls, I have a special guest. Introducing, welcoming, Ryan Carson. Ryan, how you doing, man? I am doing good. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, it's an honor to be here. Awesome, man. I know it's been, of a, I feel like it's been some some years now we're trying to get this, get this to happen. <laughs> but we did it. We got it going. <laughs> right. No, it's great. Um, so, uh, Ryan, you're in Portland, right? I am Portland, Oregon. How, how's the weather out there, man? It's pretty. Today, it's kind of sunny. Um, you know, it's, it's one of these things where everyone thinks it rains here all the time. It doesn't. It's actually, it, it rains less than England, which I know because my wife is British. So it's, no it's, it's <laughs> nice. I mean, man, I cannot complain. Um, life is good. Sure. So are, are you originally uh, from Portland or? No, from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, which, um, if anybody's seen Black Klansmen, sadly, it takes place in Colorado Springs. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. Um, but um, from Colorado Springs, Colorado, grew up there, went to Colorado State University, then got a computer science degree at, um, at Colorado State University, and, and then got a job and then realized <laughs> the curriculum and my degree did not match my job. And then I got angry about it and then started Treehouse. <laughs> 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 so that, so that, that's the cliff notes <laughs> that's, kind of, uh, that's like the last uh what it's 18 years of my life <laughs> right <laughs> man and so um just real quick before you even kind of like uh before we get there i do want to let people know once you kind of get their form introduction um uh, uh who is ryan carson and then secondly what is treehouse 
Cool. Um, so uh, I am a 40-year-old white guy, <laughs> so, uh, born and raised in Colorado. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I got interested in technology early because I was lucky to have a computer in my home, um, you know, and then I was really lucky to have a teacher in high school that said, hey, Ryan, you know, do you know what programming is? And I said, no. She said, it's where you control the computer and it does what you tell it to do. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that sounds like a crazy superpower. So I want to learn that. Um, and so I, I just grew up in that environment. And, and I think, you know, I was always driven on a personal level to, to serve people and care about people. Um, I was lucky to have parents that kind of drilled that into me. You know, hey, Ryan, the most important thing you can do is serve people, help people, um, make the world better. Um, so I, all those kind of things combined in, uh, you know, where I fell in love with technology and, and the creative power of it. I think probably anyone listening to the show, and I'm sure you can relate to this, is once you realize that actually technology allows you to create things, you know, it's not this geeky thing you do in the dark, you know, with a hoodie on, it's actually this wonderful, <laughs> right? Which is sadly what a lot of people think, right? It, and actually it's this wonderful creative um, power. And, um, and, and when you combine that with all these jobs that are opening up, it's just an amazing time to be alive because, um, you know, you, you can go out and get those jobs. So all those things combined in my life to help me start Treehouse. And, and so what Treehouse is very simply is an online school that teaches uh, people that have never coded or programmed how to become software engineers and then get a job. And we do that as affordably as we can. You know, we hate student debt. Um, we hate wasting money and time. And so um, over the last eight years, we've taught 850,000 people now. Wow. And my mission in life is to connect people to opportunity. Um, so that's, that's what we're all about. Wow. Um, and so I want to, uh, I, I kind of want to backpedal too, is that, uh, I, um, I think one of your, and you talked about it before, one of your, uh, you know, I guess superpowers um, is the person who came up with the name Treehouse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, t t tell us how the, the name Treehouse came up with it and then introduce the person who came up with it. Yeah, I love that you remember that. Um, so basically, um, I moved to England um, just for fun and thought, you know, I'm going to go see what I can see and then met a girl. Um, and that girl changed my life. Um, so uh, I thought I was going to go back to America and, and um, she kind of ripped my heart out and took it. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, we decided to get married. And so, um, you know, the first thing I tried to do was, was it was teach coding in person. So, you know, this wonderful woman's name is Jill, um, spelled with a G. So everyone thinks I'm married to Gil. Um, but not, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, they're like, yeah, it's cool or oh, whatever. Um, and so, uh, we got married and, and, you know, um, we're trying to figure out how do we, how do we teach technology? You know, at this point, this is crazy. It's 2004 and you could kind of Google things and there was really no online learning for coding. 
there was a lot of books, so you could buy an O'Reilly book, but it was just hard. It was hard to learn how do you make web apps or how do you, how do you make websites? Um, it was either computer science or nothing. So we thought, well, let's just teach people in person. You know, we could do a workshop, you know, it'd be a one day thing. You could show up and learn how to code. And so she and I um, ran that business um, and it was fun. It, it worked, you know, we had people sign up, but, but really, what I, what hit me is I had my first kid, um, and he's 10 now, but he was born, you know, in 2008. And, uh, I just realized I'm going to die someday. You know, I'm not young, you know, and I need to, if I'm serious about changing the world or helping people and doing, you know, making an impact, I need to get started. And I feel like this in-person training thing, is really only helping people who are already privileged and already, you know, lucky. You know, they're able to get on a plane. They're able to, you know, take the day off work. They're able to get a hotel room and come to this workshop thing. And I just thought, I don't, I don't think this matters. You know, I want to teach people how to code so they can get a job, but I want to make it affordable and effective and scalable. Um, so how do we do that? And so I was talking to my wife, you know, over and over about this. We've got this business and it teaches people, but it's not really making a difference. It's not changing the system. Um, and she said, well, you know, why don't, and we were like brushing our teeth one morning. I, I literally remember it. And, and she's like, well, why don't we take one of our teachers and film them and put that lesson on the internet and let's just charge, you know, 25 bucks a month. And, and that would be accessible and affordable. And, and I was like, Yes, that is the idea. Um, so she came up with the idea, number one, and then fast forward, but we, we had a terrible name for it. It was, it was called Think Vitamin Membership, um, which don't even, <laughs> oh, really? yeah, don't even ask. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, it, it's, it's a good example of how nothing needs to be perfect in the beginning, right? I mean, you could, right. you know, and, and what is now Treehouse, I mean, it was literally, so I tweeted out, hey, who, who out there knows how to, you know, teach uh, web design, web development and is good on camera? And two guys replied, uh, Jim Hoskins and Nick Pettit, um, and who are our first teachers. And so we hired them and, and they literally took a white sheet and like a, an old school camera and filmed themselves teaching. I mean, it was not rocket science. Um, and we had a blog and it was called Think Vitamin. So we called they called this thing Think Vitamin Membership, and it was terrible. But it was the start, right? It was like the beginning of that. Um, and right. I want to encourage everybody out there, you know, when you see these companies or these projects and they look amazing, remember that they started terrible. Everyone, right? I mean, everything that you think is great today started off terrible. Um, and that's the secret. Um, so we, we started off terrible and, but we just, that's the best thing we could do. And, and we got better and better and better. Um, and then one day I was like, this name is the worst name ever. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have to change our name. This is totally insane. Um, and so again, sat down with my amazing wife and, and said, we gotta, we gotta pick a better name. And she had this idea of coming up with, um, use kind of bubbles and you put, a word in a bubble and then you shoot off it and you think of different words that attach to that word. And, and it's called, I think it's like a mind map or something. So we mm -hmm. did that and we were coming up with names and eventually she said, treehouse. 
And I was like, oh, huh, that's a cool word. And like, it makes me think happy things, but surely there's some big business called Treehouse. And so we started Googling and there's nothing. So we, uh, treehouse.com was taken, unfortunately, but, um, but the, the company, there was really no big company called Treehouse. And so we picked it and, and, you know, eight years later, here we are, we've got 80 employees and have taught 850,000 people and, and it's kind of bonkers. So, um, that's us. Nice. Um, and it's what you just said too, as far as like about just starting and about, you know, the company stuff that you look at, it's funny you say that, and I'm not sure if you're, you're quoting this, but, uh, Steve jobs, uh, he, he said that. And when I heard that line, Steve Jobs said, he said, you know, we, we grew up in a world where you're taught to, you know, go get a job. Well, go to school, go get a job, you know, work 40 years and then, you know, retire. And he said, well, that's a very limited life. And he said, once you understand something that, you know, that life is made up of these companies and these ideas and stuff that are around you, he said, once you understand one thing is that these people was no smarter than you when they started. And when I heard that, it completely changed my perspective. Yes. You just gave me, you just gave me goosebumps. Like I'd forgotten that he had said that. Yeah. That's exactly what, what changed my life. Um, And I think he said something about like, you know, you're running around trying not to run into the walls. Right. Right. Yeah. And then you, you realize the walls were put up by other people, you know, and you're like, Oh my God, like life is way different than what I thought. Matter, um, matter of fact, I'm going to put that video in the show notes. Like yes. you guys got to, you got you to watch that. Yes. Oh, it's so good. So good. Um, yeah. I totally have goosebumps when I, cause I, I listened to that over and over again. And, and one thing I want to encourage everybody listening um, to think about, I think, you know, probably a lot of people are beginning their journey, learning how to code or, or beginning their journey, trying to change their life. Um, you know, uh, just know you're not alone in feeling that it's dark, that it feeling like you're not making progress. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because I, 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 I keep learning that every big thing that I do, it starts out like a dark tunnel, you know, and you, right. and you can't even see the light yet at the end. And you just have to like feel the wall and know that you're moving forward. And, <laughs> right. and like, that's all you usually can do at the beginning. Like, I believe that there's a a light that's going to show up. You know, I, I'm just going to rely on the fact that I'm touching the wall and I'm moving forward. Um, and during that time, like when I was going through this, um, at the beginning of 2017, big time. And what I was doing was learning how to, how to, um, take Treehouse and plug it into companies so we could help them invest in creating new talent. Like, how do we take what we've done with Treehouse and help companies, you know, invest in creating talent and, and helping people? And I didn't know how to do that at all. And I listened to so many Eric Thomas videos. Oh, my I, God. I mean, I, I <laughs> I mean it, like thousands of times. Um, right. And he, um, there's, there's this one guy on YouTube as well that has kind of remixed his videos and put some more to music. And, and I, every morning I would listen to an Eric Thomas video. Um, and Bro, we're, uh, we're, we're so alike. So hold on, let me, <laughs> let me, let me, just, so anybody that knows me personally and I, I'm okay. Anybody knows me personally, I have a playlist 
I'm going to put it up because I, I want to give you an accurate count as far as this date. Uh, <laughs> I have a playlist and the playlist is entitled Morning Mindset. Oh, I love that. And, and it's saved right now. It is, there we go. I have 80 videos in there. Oh my gosh. I, how did That's I not know about this? So, it, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Matter of fact, I'm, no, no, it's, it's my own personal place. I'm, I'm going to send it to you. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah. So, it's a playlist of Eric Thomas, Jim Ron, Les Brown, oh, man. Gary V, Steve oh. Jobs, and I listen to this every day. Oh my like when gosh! I get, when I get up in the morning, and uh, so hold on, and this is a, this is a, this is also a nice segue. I uh, if you guys you don't know if you've been following me on Instagram, which uh, I don't understand why you wouldn't. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> It's great. You um, got to do that, people. Get on it. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I get up at 4 a.m. now, and the person who inspired me to get up at 4 a.m. is the person that you're listening to right now. Hey, but now you're beating me because I wake up at 4.30, damn it. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? I had to because I was like, I'm so far behind. I got to get somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Man, respect. Respect for that. That's awesome. Oh. And so, yeah, I get up at 4 a.m., and... um and that's one of the first things I do. And it's, to, it's to the point now where I listen to, I listen to that probably, man, it's probably like two, three hours a day now, if not. Nice. Yeah. I think we need it and that's okay. You know, like I tell people every day, like, it's like a drug. I mean, I can change my mindset. Right. Right. Um, right. And that's important. Like, I don't think we're strong enough to will ourselves to feel that way. Right. You have to rely on what you can and music or videos. They can do that. So I can't wait to see this playlist. I'm gonna... I, I, text, I text it to you. Okay, cool. Um, and so, man, yeah, it, it's, and you're right. And it's funny because I, I have, <laughs> I'm, I'm that, I'm that uh, annoying friend that <laughs> if, and it's, it's so funny because people now have realized about me and won't talk to me until they are sure. I'm that annoying friend. Once you tell me what you want to do in life, oh, I'm on you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am on you. I don't want to hear any excuses. I don't want to hear anything. Like, uh, you know, it's been, a, it's been a couple times me and close friends have got into it because they're slacking. Like, I'm on you. you know? <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> People need friends like you. They should be fighting over you. Right. You know, but it's funny because uh, just a lot of people don't take heed to it. You know, I know. a lot of people shy away from it and it, it sucks and it hurts, you know, but I mean, enemies will let you die like that. I, I can't call myself a friend, you know. No. It, like, so let me, a, let me ask you a question then because, um, you know, I, I found a very deep why um, that, that gets me up every morning and then I like, supplement that with music and, and video, right? To kind of keep me going. What, what is your deep why and what drives you sure. to wake up before? <laughs> so it, it's, it's funny and, and no, there's no better place to, you know, say this to my own platform. And I've, I mean, I've never said this anywhere else, at least publicly. Um, you know, if, if you guys have been listening, if you don't know who I am, you know, Marlon neighboring, um, uh, I am a African-American male, um, born in Germany, raised up in Texas. And so of a single parent, come from a single parent, um, you know, my 
father, we have a great relationship now. He was in and out of prison and stuff as I was growing up. My mom, mom was 14 when she had me. Her mom was 17 when she had her. Her mom was 18 when she had her. Um, and so just a long line of adversity. Um, and through the adversity, there was never any type of money generated through generations and wealth generated through the generations. And so I consistently saw the uh, missed opportunities and uh, lack of experiences such because of a tool like, you know, money. Yeah. <clears throat> now each each uh each genre and stuff, not genre, but each race they have their own issues. For me, I lean towards what I know and who I am, which is a person of color. And so my why is to minimize the gap um, for generational wealth between uh white counterparts and black counterparts. Now Amen. that's not that's not done out of maliciousness, you know, no. that's not done out of hate. It's out you of know. Need. You know, yeah, and yeah, right, you're right. You know, it's hard to need. And so now how do I do that? Uh, well, for me, it goes a little bit more further of getting the opportunity of teaching people how to code. And so uh, not only will you teach people how to code, but then you will teach people how to think. Now, it can be a problem solving mindset. Now, let's say you, they get that skill and they don't go into coding with well, that. <laughs> that goes in so much more, you know, mm. if you want to go a scientist, a, a doctor, whatever, you know, whatever it may be, it's going to help you in that. And so this gives you a better opportunity throughout time to generate wealth, to close that gap. And so Ryan, just like you, you know, one thing I told myself is like, you're going to die, mm. you know, for me right now, I don't have any kids, you know, so if I die tomorrow, then there goes my legacy 30 days later after the tweets stop. You know, <laughs> it's kind of, that's it. The no more scheduled you know? tweets are going to go out. Right. You know, and so I, I didn't, I decided I, I don't, I don't want that life. I don't want that legacy. Mm. And so that's my why is to wow. minimize the gap between black and um, white counterparts. Man, that is, that is deep. And I apply it. I, um, I'm blown away by that because man, um, that's deep and you know, I want, and, and you know this, but I want to be your ally on that. Um, and we've talked a lot about how, when you, you know, if you combine someone with white privilege, um, with someone like yourself with drive and knowledge and the reality of living it, you know, um, you know, teaming up, you can do even more powerful things. So I respect that. And the cool thing is I know you're going to do that. Like I, I can just, I just know. Right. So and it, it's um, <laughs> it's it's funny. I, the more the it, this is really funny. The more and more I do more podcasts, the more and more I'm talking about life versus syntax. Hmm. You know, and so I'm, and for me, I'm just kind of I've been relating a lot. You know, things just kind of like things that you go through in daily life. You know, that's going to help you what you code, but yeah, if you, if this helps you to code, it's going to help you possibly, you know, with your relationship with your spouse or your relationship with your brother. You oh, know, that's cool. And so, you know, I didn't want to directly just talk about syntax, um, you know, cause that can kind of turn to a riot. It's not done that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can. There can be some fights on that. <laughs> and so, um, but Ryan, man, you, you, you've been very uh, outspoken 
uh, about this this uh, this diversity thing that's going on in the tech world. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'll tell you guys uh, how I came about uh, Ryan Ryan Carson. Um, so I'm on, you know, I, I'm in, I'm in I'm actually I was in the middle of my hundred days of code. Mm. I was in the middle of my hundred days of code, and I get a like, um, get a like, and at the time. I had my notifications on. Now I have all my notifications on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, secrets of life, so, yeah. Right, so, so you know, I would see every notification that popped up. And so I seen a, I seen a notification, you know, came in and it said, uh, like picture, Ryan, Ryan Carson. Hmm. Another picture, like Ryan Carson. <laughs> Comment, Ryan. Okay, wait. Who is this? Guy? <laughs> <laughs> what is this guy's problem? <laughs> he needs to get so, back to work. Right. <laughs> so what's funny is I'm like, that name sounds familiar, but I was like, all right, whatever. I'll check it later. And right. So, so I go back, and it was just something like, "Hey, man, this is awesome and everything. Keep it going." So I'm like, "Who?" I like what that name sounds familiar. <laughs> and I look, and which is funny is, uh, I think probably like two weeks before that or something, I had just got back into Treehouse. Wow. And, That's hilarious. You know, the CEO of Treehouse. I was like, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think you were, I think you had hashtagged it Team Treehouse or something. Um, I think that's how I came across and you had, and I just thought, oh, so cool. People are using uh, Treehouse. So that's so rad. Right. Right. <laughs> wow. Um, Crazy. And so, yeah, just kind of started, uh, I started following you and, and um, and then, uh, you know, I think the, I, uh, the only I used to see at, at first was just kind of like motivational tips and stuff like that and, you know, treehouse stuff. And so the first the first thing uh, I came across was a tweet by you. And I can remember it. I don't even have to read it. Um, I remember it. And the tweet said, requiring a computer science degree is systematically holding people of color and women out of the wealth that us white folks so much enjoy. Hmm. Just trying to speak truth, man. And so everybody knows me, I'm a jokester. So I saw that, I was like, hey, does he have security with him? Like, is it a, <laughs> can you call Avengers at any moment? <laughs> yeah, man, I know, um, I, yeah. I, I just, you know, I mean, you know, you and I have talked a lot about this. Like, I think as soon as a white person who is privileged like me does the work to, to get educated about the truth uh, of what's happened in America, it's, it's like, um, it's just like the world, uh, it, it's like everything is different as soon as you know that, you know. You were raised to to like truly believe that America was a land of equal opportunity and and that you know anybody could succeed and and as soon as I as soon as I read the new Jim Crow, uh, listened to Seeing White and watched Thirteenth, just those three things, I could not deny that my life had benefited from generations of racism you know like it was factual right and i was like this is this is the this is i can't even i mean i can't even express how like how angry that made me like and how much it kind of makes me want to cry right now it's like it's so messed up like i couldn't 
I couldn't, you know, not say something like this is unbelievable. Like if I was born with dark skin, my whole life would be different. That's just, that is wrong, you know? Um, and I gotta, I have to do something about it. Um, so it kind of comes from a place where, you know, in a weird way, like that privilege, I can actually use it to change the system, you know, and take away my power systematically, you know? Yeah. It, and that's I, I, I was literally about to ask you to name your, you know, your top three things that, you know, have you changed um, your viewpoint. And so, um, coming from a person of color, um, you know, and, and just to be honest, you know, I publicly, I don't, I don't, I don't tend to speak on a lot because it's, it, it, it is a very emotional topic. Right. Know? When you've lived it, like, why do you have to talk about it all the time? You know? Yeah. And, you know, you know, there, there's definitely, we'll call it road bumps. Um, and that's, that's, that's probably a waterfront running down version. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like not a pretty weak version of the reality. <laughs> road bumps. Um, come on. To the, to the sensitive ears. <laughs> Fucking huge walls. We're like mountains that we're talking about, not road bumps. Jeez. Right. Um, but yeah, so coming from a person of color, um, you know, it's um, it's emotional. It, it very is. And so, you know, for me, I have to take it in like small bites. Like mm. I can't, I can't consistently watch a person of color being gunned down by a policeman, you know, or, you know, anything like that. Like, I'm, mm. you know, my, my dad now has been in, been in jail almost close to about half my life, you know? And so, and that, and guys, don't, I don't need no pity. I don't need mm. no, oh man, that sucks and everything. Okay, it is what it, but man, it really carved me into the man I am. Me and my father mm. have a great relationship right now. I wow. love him, you know, dearly. And to be honest, if I can go back and change it, I wouldn't, mm. you know, I wouldn't have it, you know, the same way. And so it's really shaped me into, you know, the man I'm becoming, you know, it's really helped me shape into the legacy I'm building. And so uh, I, I will say this, guys, uh, you know, there's two approaches here, you know, to what Ryan's talking about. There's the denial approach, you know, and the, there's the wanted to, want to know more approach. Mm. Um you know, I got people even close to me that are in this still in denial approach and that's fine, you know, and I love them for who they are, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. but if you're in the denial approach or going to go that way, please believe there's absolutely nothing you're doing to help. Yeah. 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 You, and, and, and just to echo that, like I was raised, like be colorblind, you know, like don't talk about it because, you know, it makes it worse. I'm like, Nope. Like if you're white, you got to talk about it. And I know that makes you feel bad, but uh, that's... It's, it's, it's tough to talk about for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you're black. I mean, I think like, you know, this is what I've learned. It's not your job. Like it's my job. You know, it's all of us who have privilege. It's us. Like we, we have to talk and lean in and own this stuff and change it. Right. Um, and, and, uh, and that's what I'm trying to do is say, hey, as a CEO, as a privileged white male, like 
I'm going to talk about this stuff and I'm going to do something about it. And it's not, you know, uh, the black community's job or the Latinx's community job or the women's, you know, community's job. Like, you know, they've been, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just the, it's my job. Like, and I can do that. Um, and it's pretty simple, really. I got educated and then I changed some of our systems. So like what we do at Treehouse now is we recruit amazing talent from the Boys and Girls Club. You know, they're about five minutes away from our office. Um, it, it's an amazing community that's full of, you know, grit and creativity and kindness and hard work. And, and then we invest in them. You know, we don't hand out charity. Um, we say, we invest in you, we need you. And then we hire as apprentices. And so like that so, simple system so, like works. Well, no, hold on, because now, now you're giving the watered down version. And I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> True. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to skip this. And so this is this is really, really kind of, you know, really pivotal because I got a mentor that told me something actually a few weeks ago. And she actually, well, she told you, she told you guys too on a podcast, you know, X from Microsoft. She said, and it it so changed everything for me. And it made me remember. She said, if you can see the problem, that means you have a part of the solution. She said, now, don't waste your time. Stop wasting your energy on people who can't see the problem. <sighs> and so, man, that really, really spoke volumes to me. And so here's what, here's what Ryan is doing, guys. He saw a problem, um, and I will say this too. It's a emotional lane, and it's hard to go down that road, you know, to get that understanding, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of put things in perspective. It's like... It's like having a family member murdered and you have to watch that video. Mm-hmm. You got to go through that evidence. Like you got to mm-hmm. prepare the, you know, prepare their funeral. It's an emotional road, you know? And so, um, but not only has Ryan been talking about it, but he put a heavy amount of energy and work into to it. Um, and it's, it came out of a really gift to, you know, I'm going to say a gift to society, but also I think it's a gift to him too as well. And so uh, totally. it, Ryan, I, I want you to introduce and I want you to talk about it. Uh, and no, we don't want to water down version. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Marlon. All right. So what, what happened is um, in this whole journey started me for two years ago. I'd say before this, I was an un, uneducated kind of oblivious white guy. Um, you know, I meant well, and I thought, you know, oh, I'm not, you know, part of the system. And, and what happened is um, I signed this thing called the diversity pledge here in Portland, which basically said, you know, I believe in diversity in tech. We got to fix this. It's messed up. Um, you know, it's messed up that, you know, one intern out of a hundred is black, you know, at a tech company. Um, it's messed up that, you know, four are Latinx out of a hundred, this, we got to fix this. And so I signed it. Yeah. You know, I believe. And then, I don't know what caused me to do this, but I just all of a sudden realized, what about my own company? You know, if I believe this stuff, what, what have I done? And, uh, you know, we have 80 employees here at Treehouse and, and it just instantly was clear to me, I'm like everybody else. I built a company that's white, that's male, and I'm no better. So if I believe, then, then why am I doing the same thing? And, and I just, it was like getting punched in the face you know? Um, and then I just thought, wow, I must be really missing something. 
Um, because, you know, I thought that making triage $25 a month would somehow fix the system. You know, like college, you know, is unaccessible, you know, it's expensive, you know, only white people are studying computer science, so I'm going to make a school that's affordable, and that somehow will fix it. And it turns out that doesn't work. Um, yes, we have amazing people of color. We have women using Treehouse and succeeding. Like, that's awesome. I mean, you're a good example. You know, you use Treehouse. Great. But right. am I actually changing the system that way? And so am I changing my own company? No. Okay. So I, I, uh, I interviewed over 50 people of color um, in tech, and I said, what do I not get? And it was funny because I think after just two interviews, I knew. <laughs> Um, it was, it was literally that simple. Like I just had to actually ask people and listen. So after two, you still went through with the 50? <laughs> well, you know, it's like, I got to make sure I understand the stuff, right. You know, right. who knows? And so, right. and then what I learned was really, it was simple, but, um, but painful and deep. And it was the first lesson was Ryan, we do not trust you. Um, I know you wish we trusted you, um, but we do not. So you can't walk into, you know, my community as a white male and say, trust me, you know, I run a tech company and I want to hire you um, because there is no trust. And that's not, that's not your fault. That's, you know, what white people have done um, systematically over time. So that's the first thing. And they said, you have to go through a body that we trust, like through a community we trust. And someone said, why not the boys, boys and girls club? I mean, it's right here in Portland. And so that was the first aha moment. Like, oh, I need to earn the trust of the community. In fact, I can't. I have to go through another source. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to the Boys and Girls Club and said, you know, we want to invest in your community. We don't want to. And that's the second thing I learned is they said, you know, my friends who I interviewed had said, do not say that you are giving us charity. Do not say that we need you. Right. right. We do not need you. Like, right. you need us. Right. And I was like, wow, okay, that's true. Um, so, you know, presented it as an investment, as a scholarship that we want to invest in, in your community as they graduate out of the Boys and Girls Club. And then what we want to do is, is give you a scholarship to our online learning platform. And, and that's what we do at Treehouse. So the, the reality was, if you're from an exploited community, you know, where you're making on average $39,000 a year as a family, which in 2016 is, um, I'm sure as you know, is the uh, median household income of a black family um, mm -hmm. compared to $66,000 uh, for white families. Right. Uh, you know, if that's, if that's your reality, you're not going to like quit your job to go to a boot camp and learn how to code, right? That's insanity. Um, even if you could somehow, where are you going to find $15,000 to do that, right? <laughs> it's just bonkers that people even think that's possible, right? So we thankfully have an on, essentially a night school, like Treehouse. We have something called a tech degree. It's an it's a online boot camp. You do it two hours a day. So I was like, oh, we could provide that. So we give a scholarship to that. And then there's six months of learning. And then during that learning, there's heavy mentorship support, you know, um, there's this important supporting services, right? Because this is another thing I learned. You know, Ryan, if if you've been generationally suppressed, you know, you have stuff going on in your life that, you know, your average white person does not have going on, you know? 
you have instability, you have um, chaos, you have these things that you don't understand that, that we got to get through. And, you know, I didn't know that. And so by adding the Boys and Girls Club who support and Treehouse who's supporting, you can get, you can help people get through. Um, and then the, the next piece is, um, is, wait a minute, our company is really white. <laughs> and what is it going to be like for someone who's a person of color or a woman to come and work here? You know, they're right. not going to, they're not going to want to stay. Um, and so we need to start changing our culture somehow because we're not going to be able to hire enough people of color and women to like change our actual ratios very quickly. So the first people in the door, we need to figure out how to make them make it an inclusive environment. Um, so we started going through really heavy equity, diversity, inclusion training. And, you know, that's when I read the new Jim Crow, you know, and, and, and started to understand, um, these things. And, and then the fourth piece was apprenticeship, you know, essentially, how do you get someone with no computer science degree and no experience from kind of software engineer level zero to software engineer level one, you know, which is where companies are used to hiring. How do you, how do you do that? Like what's the actual mechanism, not just hope, but what is the program? Um, so we, we basically put this together and, th and this is just me and my side, like my free time trying to say, I want to fix my own company. Um, and we worked on it for over a year and, um, and it worked. Um, and that was just mind blowing. Um, because I thought there is a way. And if we can do this here, we can do this anywhere. There's a boys and girls club. Um, and then I just went out and, you know, used my white privilege as a, as a CEO, white male, I can get meetings with other executives. Right. And I can say, I know you care about diversity and inclusion. I know you don't know how to fix it. We actually figured something out. Like if you plug this system in, you can actually hire amazing talent from underrepresented groups. You can do it. Um, and then we started getting companies saying, yes, MailChimp, Nike, Adobe, Envision, um, you know, Airbnb, like the list goes on. And then this is when I was, I talked to you, I said, Marlon, like, I think this is the beginning of systematic change. If we can systematically install talented developers from underrepresented groups into tech companies, they will begin to rise up that, that, that pyramid and then become a manager or, a, uh, you know, a director and then a VP and then a CEO. And like, right. and, and then over 10 years, like we could actually help, you know, partner to bring about systematic change. And then I'm just unbelievably passionate about it now. You know, and it's, what's really funny, man, is that, uh, you know, when, when I, when I, when I saw, when I came across Talent Path and, um, and, and real quick, letting up, let people know where they can find out more about Talent Path. Oh, uh, thanks. Um, it's called Talent Path, um, and you can just go to teamtreehouse.com forward slash go forward slash Talent Path or just Google Talent Path Treehouse. Sweet. And I'll put in the show notes as well. Thanks, man. Um, and so, when, you know, when I saw it, man, it, it was, uh, you know, I really thought it was dope. And, you know, then when I, when I talked to you and, and already see how it is changing lives, you know, <clears throat> you know, of course, my first question is like, okay, how can I help? Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> you, know, you know, how can I help? And um, and so that's, that's one of the things, man. That, um, is you hear a lot of people 
and companies talk about, oh, we want to make change. There's very, very little actions that come behind that. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's very, very little actions. Um, you know, and um But that's beginning yeah, to change, right? This is the this is the exciting thing is is I it's interesting how I think it almost takes somebody from the inside to like make a hole so that there can begin to be a connection, right? So as a white CEO, I can get a meeting with a white VP of engineering, right? And say, mm-hmm. hey, let's talk. We're white guys. Like you have this problem, don't you? You want to mm-hmm. solve it, don't you? You don't know how, right? I, 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 I think I have something, right? And then we can have that conversation and cause change. And then it like just opens that little door to say, now we can cause change. And, and so I just want to encourage people that they're, well, I'm starting to see a real difference in what executives say and do. And um, I think we're at the beginning of something really big. It's, it's exciting. And the and thing I want people to understand is it's, the program is, is free for the participants. So the company is funding the whole thing. Um, so it's zero dollars for the participants. So that's awesome. Cause, and it's funny too. I, I, I have, I have somebody in mind. I think it'd be awesome participant. Um, nice. You know, and so no, I, and I think it's, I think it's really, really great and dope and, and a much needed that you kind of, you know, also creating that hole, um, you know, because, you know, once that hole starts to kind of really open up, you know, I'm just like, uh, call me the Jerome Bettis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am 16 and 260. Get behind me. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, baby. I love it. I mean, and, and I want everyone listening to know, like, I am not some white knight. I'm not a savior. You know, I'm just using my white privilege for good. Right. It, it, it takes a community to get this stuff done. So I'm just playing my part, you know? Sure. Well, man, Ryan, man, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, we definitely appreciate everything you've done with Treehouse, um, everything that you're, um, doing right now with Talent Path um, and everything that would happen in the kind of going along with Treehouse and Talent Path. And so, Thanks, man. definitely want to say from the developer community, we would definitely want to say thank you. Uh, from the people of color community, we definitely want to say thank you. Um, and for the backlashers, we still want to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, listen, it's my honor to serve, right? And you deserve the credit for for doing the real hard work. And I want to throw that right back at you and say, thank you for being inspiring and for putting the hard work to be on Instagram and to do this podcast, because I've learned people need to see people like them, um, in order to be successful. And and I just want to thank you for that. Definitely, definitely, man. Definitely appreciate it. Um, and so Ryan, man, if the people don't follow you on Instagram, Twitter, other places, how can they find you? How can they reach out to you? I'm really easy to find. Just Google Ryan Carson and I'm uh, Ryan Carson on Twitter, Ryan Carson on Instagram. And my email is Ryan at uh, Ryan, Ryan at teamtreehouse.com. Um, hit me up. I'd love to chat. Sweet, 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 sweet. Yeah, man. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Oh, and Ryan, uh, what about your, uh, introduce your podcast. Oh yeah. So, um, we just, uh, we had a bunch of podcasts and we've combined them all into a really fun one called change wave. Um, it's brand new. We're trying to get amazing people on the show. Um, just talking about how they changed their lives and, and did big things. So, uh, just Google uh, Treehouse change wave and you'll find us there. Um, but I would stick on this podcast. I think the one, my one's good. So <laughs> don't get distracted. <laughs> all right. Slackers. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for having the show right. this has been a real real pleasure and an honor appreciate it yeah definitely definitely 
All right, guys, girls, uh, until next time, we'll catch you later.